Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then welcome back to the YouTube video version of the podcast. Today is just me. So today's episode is just going to be me, which I haven't done for a little while because I've had such amazing guests on, which has been amazing, a real privilege. And so I've kind of just been making the most of having these incredible people come and share their wisdom and share their amazing birth stories with me. But today is just me. Also, just quickly, the podcast has had over 200,000 downloads now, which I know probably, you know, compared to some of the really, really big podcasts that are out there, a lot of the ones that people know of, that's really just a drop in the ocean. But for me, that's amazing. I can't believe it's had 200,000 downloads when I think about this time last year, just launched it. I think I'd had like a hundred <laughs> downloads. So in the last year, it's done amazingly. And so a really big thank you to everybody that listens to the audio version of the podcast. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I've kind of started adding the videos onto YouTube just in case people prefer to watch something more visual and watch what I'm talking about. Again, they're not anything kind of amazing in terms of the things I show on there, but they are there if you want to watch them as well. And um, obviously, if you're watching me right now, then you know that. So today's episode is probably going to be a little bit short and sweet, but I've done some quite long episodes recently, so I feel like it's nice to have a bit of a balance. But what I'm going to be talking to you about is how to really empower yourself when it comes to your labour and to your birth. One of the biggest things we face, I think, when we give birth is that a lot of us, the majority of people that give birth, don't realise that they have a choice over anything that happens to them during their labour. I think the figures like 90% of people don't realise that they can say no to things. And that is scary. And so a lot of the kind of very negative, traumatic birth stories that you hear. And I've said this before, I'm sure on the podcast, but a lot of them probably involve that person feeling like their their birth just happened to them. They don't feel like they had any say. It was completely out of their control. They felt very out of control. And that is a real theme when you hear negative birth stories often that is how people feel it doesn't have to be that way we have a choice over everything that happens to us throughout our labor at the end of the day it is your own body and your baby and you have complete autonomy over your body you can say no to whatever you want to say no to you can say yes to whatever you want to say yes to At the end of the day, if you don't feel comfortable with a course of treatment that is being offered, then you are completely within your own rights to say no. And to quote the kind of saying that is floating around a lot at the moment, no is a complete sentence. You do not have to justify or explain or defend your reasons for saying no. You can just say no. So the first way... I think to empower yourself is to firstly know 
that you can say no to anything you don't want to. You are completely within your right, as I have just said, to say no if you don't feel comfortable. The second way to really empower yourself and really take control of your birth is to ask loads of questions whether it's with your hypnobirthing teacher, whether it is with your midwife or your caregiver, whether it is with the person that is there with you on the day of your labor, start getting into the habit of asking questions. Be skeptical of things. And this is something that I say to people that I teach right at the beginning of the course. I say, I completely understand that a lot of people really feel skeptical of hypnobirthing. It comes with the territory. I I get it. Like a lot of people, probably more the kind of birth partners, feel quite skeptical of hypnobirthing when they first come on a course. But I welcome those thoughts. I welcome those questions. If I say anything at any time that you don't agree with, that you're, you're not sure you want more information on it, then ask. And I say that right from the outset, please, please ask. And actually, I encourage everybody to to treat their whole pregnancy and labor that way. Be skeptical of everything that everyone's telling you. Doesn't mean that you have to be annoying and, and confrontational about it. But if any kind of caregiver or anyone is is saying something to you about your labor or an intervention, perhaps that they're suggesting be skeptical of it, ask questions, ask for more information. And I always say to people, start with me as your hypnobirthing teacher, start with me, practice on me, but for the whole of your pregnancy and your labor, get into the habit of asking questions. It's completely acceptable for anybody to ask questions about the care they're being offered. And I've used this example so many times, but I'm going to use it again in this episode. But the example of if you were going to have a cosmetic procedure done to your face, for example, your nose, if you were going to go and have your nose done, you would 100%, I imagine, the majority of people would ask questions to their surgeon about what they were going to do to their nose, why that was the best thing to do, what would happen if that went wrong? And that would be okay. That's expected because it's cosmetic. It's something that's being done to our face. So of course, everyone's going to want to make sure they're happy with it. For some reason though, when it comes to labor and comes to birth and pregnancy, so many people don't ask their caregivers questions. They just take what they're saying to be true. And while sometimes it absolutely might be true, As we know, it's not one size fits all. So what's right for one person might not be right for somebody else. So the fact that caregivers are suggesting these things, suggesting these interventions, they are just suggestions. And that's because they, as caregivers, they need to suggest these things because they want to protect their livelihood. They want to be able to say they offered it but it doesn't mean that you have to accept it because it isn't one size fits all. Not every labor is the same. Not every birthing person is the same. Not every baby is the same. We know this. So you do not have to accept it. So ask questions. And an example is that if for some reason during your labor, your caregiver says that they want to break your waters, they want to artificially rupture your waters. Um, And the reason they would most probably give for that is because it will speed your labour up. Well, a lot of the time, people would probably just say, oh, okay, then that sounds good. Like it will speed my labour up. Brilliant. But the questions we need to be asking are, well, what, what are the downsides of doing that? What, 
you know, could you tell me more information? Like, do you think, like, why do you think my labor needs to be sped up? What happens when it speeds up? Will my contractions be more painful? Will I end up needing an epidural? Can that lead to other interventions, forceps delivery, cesarean, et cetera, et cetera? Just get into the habit of asking questions. And even if you're not sure on what you want to do, just ask for more time to decide. That's the question. You know, can, can you ask me again in an hour? We, we'd like to just leave it for now. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. So one way to really empower yourself, really take control of your birth is to get into that habit of asking questions about your care. It's only really once you have all the answers that you can make a really informed choice. And that's what all of your choices should be. All of your decisions should be based on information. So it's only once you have that information that you can make an informed choice. And the decision you make might be that you do want your waters broken, that what they're suggesting is what you want to do. That's okay. Um, As long as you're making that choice based on all of the facts, not just the sort of small fact that you get told. The second way to really empower yourself when it comes to your pregnancy and your labour is to research. Spend your pregnancy reading, researching, learning about birth. And the fact that you're here listening or watching the video shows that you're already doing that, which is fantastic. But just do as much as you can. Buy as many books that you can on uh, on childbirth, on your rights during labour, on hypnobirthing, on how to have a positive birth experience. I've got some really amazing um, books and kind of uh, references, recommendations that you can read. So I will leave those on my website and I'll leave a link below so that you can check them out. Um, some books I highly recommend. But the more you educate yourself on what's happening, on what your rights are, the more options you give yourself and the more control you give yourself. Again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go with what they suggest, but it means that you are so informed that you know that what they're suggesting is right for you. And this is, you know, things like induction, cesarean, um, home birth, everything like that. Like all of these things are a choice that you need to make. So please educate yourself as much as you possibly can on all of those things. There's also some really fantastic Instagram accounts that talk all about these things that are very evidence-based where you can get a lot more information on specific topics, for example, induction or cesarean, or for example, if you're an older mother, um, sometimes if you're older in your pregnancy, then you get classed as kind of high risk and they want to induce you sooner. So that can be an issue. There's loads of evidence-based research papers about all of these things. So please educate yourself on all of it. And again, I'll leave links to some really great accounts that I would definitely recommend you follow below. The next thing to do to empower yourself is to know your rights. So I've talked about this already, but you have complete autonomy over your body. So it is your human right to be able to decline treatment. One thing that you can do within the NHS, um, and I imagine in a lot of other countries it works in a similar way, is that you can decline any treatment, but you can't request it. So, for example, if you got offered a cesarean section, you have complete right, it is completely your human right to decline a cesarean. But it's a lot harder to request one. Um, And another example is if you wanted to be in a midwife-led unit, 
you can turn down that you don't have to but it's hard to request to be there if they're not completely comfortable with you being there so my point is that you can decline anything anything that gets offered to you you can say no so know your rights and know that you do not have to do anything you cannot be coerced into anything every decision and it is written within the nice guidelines that decisions need to be based on informed consent not coercion they are not allowed to coerce you so really get to know the difference and know your rights when it comes to labor the last thing that i'm going to talk to you about today is the brains framework and I actually can't remember if I've talked about this before. I'm so sorry. I've got to the point now where I've done quite a lot of episodes. And because I teach a lot as well, I repeat myself constantly because I'm I'm constantly teaching the same information. And I'm also talking about it in a podcast. So I repeat myself a lot. So I often say to clients I'm teaching, I'm really sorry if I've said this to you before. Um, and it's because I... Yeah, I say all of these things so much that I can't remember if I've said them before. So if I've said it, I'm really sorry. But if I have, then it's a good refresh anyway. If I haven't, then some new information. But there's a framework called the Brains 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 Framework, which you might have heard of before. Um, I think they use it in other antenatal classes as well. But it's basically a really great tool for you to use and get used to using throughout your pregnancy and take it with you throughout your pregnancy, apply it. To everything throughout your pregnancy and then also throughout your labor as well so what it stands for is it stands for benefits risks alternatives instinct nothing and smile i'll talk you through each one really briefly but the b and the r stand for benefits and risks everything ever in life that you do has a benefit and a risk attached to it whatever it is everything me sat here right now talking to you there's a benefit and a risk attached to that Crossing the road, there's a benefit and a risk. And it's the same with anything throughout your pregnancy and your labour. There's going to be a benefit and there's going to be a risk. So start looking at what those are for everything that you need to make a decision about throughout your pregnancy and about throughout your labour. So if you start with your pregnancy, one of the choices that you're going to need to make throughout your pregnancy is where you want to have your baby. So that's a really good place to apply that to what are the benefits of having your baby in hospital what are the risks of having your baby in the hospital what are the benefits of having your baby at home and what of the what are the risks of having your baby at home all of these things it's very personal so there's no right or wrong answer it's completely what feels comfortable for you which is why it's so important that you do use this because it's different for everybody your level of risk is different to mine what i'm willing to accept as a risk you might not be. And that's okay. We're individual people. That's what makes the world go round. So it's important that you look at it and find out what you are happy with. Same with throughout your labor. And an example I used earlier was artificially breaking your waters. Now, the benefit of that would absolutely be that your labor would speed up. So I can see how that would be a benefit for a lot of people. You'll be done quicker, it'll be over quicker. But There's some risks attached to that as well. For example, your baby might need those waters still. You know, the the waters, if they're still intact and they haven't gone on their own, it, it might be because they're being needed. So the baby might need them to turn slightly, to get into a position that your baby needs to be in to be born. So if those waters aren't there anymore, if they get taken away prematurely, 
then it might just be harder for your baby to turn. And that might mean that it's more uncomfortable for you, which might mean that you then decide you want to have an epidural, which perhaps you hadn't wanted previously which could then lead to an assisted delivery or cesarean. I'm not saying that these things definitely do happen, but this is the kind of cascade of interventions that, ha- that does happen quite often. Something very small, like having your waters broken, which seems really tiny, and you only really look at the benefit of it in that it will speed your labour up. Actually, that could lead to all of these other things that you don't want to happen. So that is why it's so crucial that you you look at it and you look and you assess the benefit and the risk attached to it. And if after looking at it, you decide that you are happy to accept those risks, then that's okay. Like do it, do it. It's not a wrong decision then because you have looked at the full picture and you have made your decision based off of all sides of the coin and not just one. Now, the A stands for alternatives. Often there is an alternative to something. So going back to thinking about breaking waters, artificially breaking the waters, if that gets offered and you aren't happy doing it straight away, ask for an alternative. There's often alternatives. So ask what they are. An alternative for that might be that you get up and walk around a bit more. You walk up and down sideways um, on a staircase. I've heard of that before. I did that during my labor as well. That can help. So ask for the alternatives. And if you prefer those, do those. Say that you'll try that for an hour and then come back to that question. Just just ask for, for an alternative. Ask for something else you could try first if you want. The I stands for instinct, and that is because we need to listen to our gut. We need to listen to what our instinct is telling us. Mother's intuition is very, very real, and it starts when you're pregnant. So if something within you is telling you you're not happy with having that done, having that intervention, then don't do it. Nine times out of ten, your instinct will be correct. So it really is worth listening If there is an overwhelming feeling within you that you do not want this thing to happen, don't do it or just give yourself a little bit more time. The N stands for nothing. And that doesn't mean don't do anything. It just means you don't have to make a decision instantly. There is time. And I've said this already. You know, throughout labor, things are rarely urgent. Things rarely urgently need to be decided upon. So ask whether... It needs to, is it urgent or can we have some time to think about it? Majority of the time, you're going to be able to have a bit of time to think about it. So take that time, take an hour, take half an hour, take 10 minutes and really think about what you're happy doing. The last one is uh, S, which is smile. And that is just because when we smile, we release oxytocin. So that's always good. We need oxytocin. It's the hormone that we need to start labor, to progress labor. So when we smile and we're happy, then we release oxytocin, which is only ever going to benefit your labor. So those are some tips from me on how you can really empower yourself when it comes to your birth. Also, of course, I would have to advise people that they do some form of hypnobirthing course um, or some, you know, just some reading into hypnobirthing because it really does help with your with your perspective on labor and how you view it and how in control you feel of your labor. And you guys are all here listening or watching. So you're obviously already interested in hypnobirthing, which is great. Um, If you can 
do a course they're brilliant it doesn't have to be with me there's lots and lots of teachers but they are really great for really giving you a full picture of what what you can do and how you can really make the most of your labor and make it as positive as it can be so thank you for watching and thanks for listening it's as i said been quite short and sweet but hopefully really interesting and useful for you and has provided you with some things that you can take away into the rest of your pregnancy and into your labor as well and i will be back next week with another episode so i will speak to you then goodbye